This podcast contains subject matter that may be disturbing to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Four imprints, one. One It's time to open the door in your mind. Sit back and listen to true horror. But be careful what you allow in. Because it's time to go through the fog. This week's story is, if you're reading this, then maybe I'm still alive. Posted by user Spana88 to r slash scary stories. If you're reading this, then maybe I'm still alive. I don't know for how long. Maybe uploading my final journal entry will be my epitaph. Maybe tomorrow I'll discover this was all a nightmare and I'll get to hug my boyfriend again. I just don't know. I feel as though my brain is on fire and my bones are seizing up. As I type this, I can't decide if it's as important as it feels to get this out there so people know the truth. Or whether I'm just another social media drone that can't resist a final status update. I could be defending myself instead. Perhaps this is my only defense. Could I try to run? What am I even saying? I guess I just need to explain what happened to me tonight. It's so rare for me to be home alone. It's always the two of us, not counting our tortoise and hamster. But now and then my boyfriend will stay at a friend's house if they want to drink late into the night. Actually, it's nice to have a king-sized bed to stretch out in by myself. This evening, I enjoyed lounging on the sofa, watching some trashy addition to the Netflix horror section, dipping into the news broadcast to see the latest on the earthquakes, eating more chocolate than I should in a week, and scrolling on my phone. Nothing special, just totally relaxed. Around 11 p.m., I decided I was getting a bit drowsy, and my vision was tired, so I fed my hamster a treat, bade her goodnight, and headed upstairs to bed. I think for once I fell asleep quickly. I don't remember much after squishing my head into the pillow, but I do remember that when I next opened my eyes, it was 3 a.m. I know this with clarity because I was instantly fully awake. I listened hard for a moment to see if a noise had awoken me. Sometimes my tortoise scrapes against the wood of his enclosure as he shifts in his sleep, but it wasn't that. I didn't need the toilet. There were no sounds from the pets, nothing from downstairs. Silence. After a few beats, I came to the realization I was holding my breath, clutching the sheet tightly and lightly sweating. Instead of relaxing my grip or getting up for water, I stayed stone still. Something in the house felt wrong, oppressive. I don't recall how long I lay there. It didn't seem to occur to me to look at the clock again, but after what felt like an hour, I finally caught the motion of it. At first, I thought it was just a trick of the light in the dark, quiet passing car causing a shift in the shadows, or something floating within my own vision. But then I heard it too. It was shifting low to the ground like an animal, but with elongated limbs. On all fours, it moved almost soundlessly into my room from the landing, inching along painfully slowly. I felt like my heart would actually burst from the fear that gripped me watching this thing as it crab walked past me until it was settled near the foot of the bed. 
I couldn't make out a head or face at first. In the darkness, I could make out a beetle-black torso, which seemed wide, but almost flat, coated in something matted and wet-looking. And it was comprised mostly of those skeletal tentpole legs, which seemed to pick quietly at the carpet as it moved. It was like no animal I could use for comparison. More insectoid in nature, if anything. A small bump came from the kitchen downstairs. Almost nothing. A typical old house noise. But immediately, the creature reacted. Its head seemed to snap up out of nowhere, small and round with multiple shining amber eyes and a sharp beak-like mouth which began clicking rapidly. The speed at which it moved sent a new spike of fear into my chest, and this time, I could hear it moving through the ground floor, searching for the source of the noise. Somehow, I dragged myself out of bed and parted my hands from the duvet. It felt like my body went into autopilot, my brain practically screaming at me to stop while my hands just did as they pleased. I shut the bedroom door and hastily pushed my small bedside drawers in front of it. I heard the creature race up the stairs, but stopped just outside the door. I believe we both froze, assessing the situation and seeing who would make the next move. Before I had made any further decisions, a long, drawn-out scraping started. It seemed to be slowly dragging something sharp down my door. A clear threat. A mocking message about what it was going to do to me. My trembling hands seemed to object to this and began shoving the bed in front of the remaining exposed door. As if it knew exactly what I was doing, it slowly began to laugh at me. Soft and low, the croaking clicks that came through the door were clearly spiteful and full of mirth. As tears rolled down my face, I ran to the bay window, squinting down into the street to see if anyone could hear me if I called or could help me if I jumped. At first, I couldn't make much out, my glasses being in the bathroom and my tears blurring my vision, but then I saw it. I saw it and I stopped crying. It was like a calm acceptance came over me as the dark street shifted slowly below me like a writhing tar pit. Anything hidden from the street lamps cast in shadows, they crept and hovered, watched me. The slow, croaking cackle rising up to me from below. So, here I sit, inside my double wardrobe, surrounded by clothes and handbags, typing this on my phone. I don't know if these things have always existed alongside us, or if everyone else is currently cowering in their houses. Emergency services aren't picking up. My signal keeps dropping. In one hour, the sun will rise. In four hours, my boyfriend will come home. Will the scraping have stopped by then? Through the Fog was recorded by Haptic. Edited by Brad LeBaron, Haptic, and Kevin Caravan. And produced by Flyover State Park. All stories are recorded either with the author's permission or with a Creative Commons share-like license. If you like what we're doing, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find the links to Haptic and Flyover at State Park's link trees down in the show notes. There you can find links to our podcast on other platforms, as well as Twitter and other social media and YouTube links. Redistribution or sale of this podcast is strictly prohibited without the express written consent of both Haptic and the story authors. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. This 
is flyover state park you are clear to land